Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 100th episode of If We Can Just Say. Woohoo! Woo! I am your host, Jessica Carter Ogle, and with me, as always, is my husband and co-host, Stephen Ogle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 100. I cannot believe 100 episodes. Like, I cannot believe you talked me into this, let alone we've done 100 episodes. I am shocked we're in triple digits right now. I never thought we'd make it to 10 episodes, let alone 100 episodes. So, woohoo! We're going to do this episode a little bit different. Yeah. We've got a couple different things we're going to do. Some of your fan favorites, don't worry. Album Anniversaries is here, everybody. <laughs> don't worry. We got some good ones this week. But we've got some other stuff we're going to do. We will be starting this episode with a champagne toast to 100 episodes. Yep. So bear with me as I pop the cork on a bottle of champagne to do some uh, Sunday morning mimosas as we record. All right. So you're going to hear some microphone movement, but that's because we both got to stand up. Yes. All right. Steven is very nervous about doing this. Uh, I don't want to miss it. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't want to be doing this kind of stuff live. All right. Uh, She's not on mic anymore, but and hold on and go. Woohoo! All right. I did it. Here comes the dog. Yep. <laughs> Here she comes. It's okay. <laughs> yep. She's like, what in the world was that sound? Everything's okay. Yep. Ooh, celebrate. Something to celebrate. Celebrate. Pour my mimosa. Woohoo! That one's yours. It has, that one's mine. It has a little orange juice. <laughs> Our friend Julie likes uh, just a, a splash of orange with her, her, uh, champagne i like you know a good half and half scenario jess is more of a quarter of the way scenario so woohoo yeah so, julie's great we'll go and she'll be like can i have a mimosa with a side of orange juice so she just gets a glass of champagne with a side of orange juice that she doesn't drink <laughs> yep um so if you are listening and you have something next to you to drink uh water swig of water swig of beer swig of Ice tea, swig of whatever. Um, we say uh, cheers to you and cheers to us for a hundred episodes, and thanks for our, uh, for listening. Yes, cheers to a hundred, perhaps a hundred more. Yeah, thank you all for listening. We wouldn't be doing. Actually, I don't know. He'd probably still have me do it without you guys, but <laughs> it's a lot more fun to do it with you guys. Ab- so thank you for listening. Absolutely, thanks cheers. to our listeners. Cheers, ma'am. Ooh, it's been a while since I had a good mimosa. Yes. So. So what else do we got to celebrate on this new episode of making it to the triple digits? Yes. So we have a new logo we're going to be unveiling. I'm sorry. What? Yes. So a shout out and a thank you to Miss Kelly Lukash, who has drew up a little logo for us. Yeah. So we're very excited. It looks really cool, actually. Yes, that will be launched with our episode this week, with our 100th episode. So uh, I was told this week that I previously crucified her name on a podcast, uh, on, a, on a previous episode. I would like to say that this logo looks amazing. Yes, It's very it cool. So hopefully that makes up for the crucifying that I did previously. Yes, it is awesome. Um, <laughs> we are very grateful to her yeah. for drawing this up. We absolutely love it. Yeah. So we are very hoping cool. that we will be able to get it out possibly on some stickers and some other things moving forward. So hopefully you guys will be interested in getting some of 
of those items, please yep. let us know. We would love to send those out to you. So yep. let us know. But we, yes, we will be unveiling that this week yep. in this week's episode. So yep, you you should be seeing it actually as you're listening to this episode. Yes. You should yes. see the new. Yes, artwork. you're seeing the new artwork. Yes. Yes. So yes, thank you, Kelly. Yep. We love it. It's very very cute. It is very cool. Um, and, and she, she did this very quickly. Yeah. Um, while you guys were. Well, no, she, I think she originally kind of just did it on her own. I think she like drew something up and I just loved it. Like she just like doodled it. She's kind of a doodler. She's very talented. She's a doodler. Yes. She's very <laughs> talented though. Very like, you know. Yes. Very talented. And absolutely. she kind of like doodled something and I was like, oh my God, I love it. And so she kind of just like drew it up and sharpened it up. And when we were in Florida, she brought me like a couple copies of some things. So. Yeah. Yeah, and and this is this is really cool. She she we had a couple of choices of of what she gave us, and yeah. and the one we chose, I I really like a lot. I think yeah. it's I think it's really cool. It it really actually brings out uh, our personalities and how I feel the two of us are together and how we yeah. are on this podcast. It's pretty cool. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah. very cute. So we would love your feedback on it. Another shout out to Kelly Lucash. We thank you very much. Yep, she will definitely be tagged in the post. Um, Yep. She is tagged in the post. Sometimes it, I forget what tense to speak in on the podcast <laughs> yep, because so. obviously we record prior than the podcast. So you guys are seeing this as we're talking and I'm speaking as though you're not seeing it yet. Yeah. So if that you, champagne went straight to my head. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you've looked at our post this morning while you're listening to the podcast or today, whenever it is you're listening to the podcast, if you see our post, uh, give Give Kelly some love on, on the post because she did a yes. really good job with our new logo. It's yes, very she cool. Did. Yes, so. she did. Yep. So what else do we got going on? Um, anything new going on this week? Any of our... I mean, not really. I mean, we we did uh, order new appliances, oh which gosh, we'll be yes. talking about that in a couple of weeks yes, when they all arrive. Appliances. But, but we ordered our new stuff for, for our kitchen. Yeah, so we're going to be redoing our kitchen. Um, not So apparently there's a show out there called... Reno no demo which I did I'm not I'm interested in. Yeah. I, it, very. So maybe we'll look for that today. So I have like my best friend is redoing her whole house, her and her husband. Yes. Like moving out, redoing their house and I give them props. I'm so proud of them, so happy for them. But I can't even fathom ever having the capacity for such a project. Like, my heart palpitates. Like, when she says move out of their house, they literally boxed up everything like they were moving yeah. to another house to put their stuff in storage to clear yeah. the entire house and, to be remodeled. And they were planning on doing this when they moved in, but life circumstances, you know, put a delay on this. So they're able to do this now. So I'm very happy for them. But I'm like, I just don't see... And the way our kitchen is... If we were to do any sort of moving of things around, it would have to be a complete gut job yes. moving everything in our kitchen. So it would either be all or nothing. There is no, the way our kitchen dining is laid out, there's no small shift. There's no. either all or nothing. Yep. And I don't, I just don't want to. I don't want to. I so have, I was talking. I don't have the capacity for it. I was oh, stealing my phrase. <laughs> I was talking to my contractor because we did get new appliances because I preheated my oven to 325 on Friday. And after two hours of it not being there yet, I was like, all right, this is, we had a goal of, of how much money we wanted to save before we got the new, I had all this stuff and we got there. And so we are, or we ordered our new appliances and they'll be here in a couple weeks, which is great. 
we needed them, but you know, it all comes with, like we talked about, we have to remove the cabinet, all this stuff. So we're getting our new appliances, but I was like, well, I want to get a new countertop, a new floor. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do all these changes, but like with no demo and my contractor is like, oh, you can completely redo everything without demolishing. He's like, have you watched that show, Reno No Demo? And I was like, I've never heard of this. And I was yeah. talking to my mom and she's like, I can't believe you don't know about this show, Jessica. <laughs> like, it, like she was scolding me. And I was like, well, I don't know about it. He's uh, like, the things you can do just with, and I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to overhaul my kitchen without demoing anything. My cabinets are still in great shape. They're yeah. good cabinets. Like, I just want to paint them. So we're going to get our appliances. And then once that's all in, we're going to take stock in everything we want to do, get an estimate for that, do all of that. So that's sort of where we're at right now. And I'm like, once we finally made that decision where we're like, we're not demoing it. We're not doing anything like that. We're not reformatting it. This kitchen is fine for us. It works for us. If we can get more lighting, if I can get a new countertop and a new sink, like, it'll work it yeah. it work we have no functionality issue i've never looked around going i don't have enough counter space to do what i want to do or i don't have enough this or that like i don't have a legitimate pantry which is the only disappointment but i have like a pantry type place yeah and we, it is what it is we call it a fake pantry i call it my faux pantry because i think people originally in this house did a lot of canning and so going down to our basement is sort of like in the wall is a cupboard can cupboard cabinet, yep. which I consider my pantry. It's about like six shelves. It's not too deep, but it's enough for me to keep stuff in. Yeah. So that's kind of like my pantry. But it is what it is, and it it'll work for us. So that's basically our our latest adventure. Yeah, and we'll have more on that once we get the new appliances yeah. and stuff actually in and all that. I'm which excited is for in March. like like your mom's coming in July, and I feel like there'll be like so many changes. Yeah. By the time she gets here, like yeah, appliances, who, and we got a new table, and and who else, who knows what else we'll do between now and then. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of fun, what yeah. do we got for this uh, this this hundredth episode? What's our what's our thing that we have here at the beginning about? Uh, what what do we got written down here? This was your thing. <laughs> So why do you keep asking me everything like I'm the leader of the episode? Because you're the host of the episode, oh, not me. I see. I ain't the host. You're I supposed see. To, you're supposed to take care of these things. I'm uh, supposed to sit back and drink my mimosa and have fun. Your orange juice? <laughs> you just drink your orange juice. So the champagne we have is like a rosé. And so my mimosa is pink and his mimosa is orange. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just take a minute to Woo-hoo. appreciate that. Um, yeah. I don't. Champagne's not really my thing. No, no. I'm a I'm a I'm a whiskey guy. So yeah, cham- champagne's not really my thing. But anyways. All right. So anywho. So uh, what I what I thought up this, this was week. Your proposal, yeah. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with it. Fine. Um. So what I thought up this week was uh, what is something you learned about yourself in these hundred episodes. Relevant to the podcast, yeah. Relative, like from doing the other ninety nine episodes of this podcast. What have you? Lo- what's something you learned about yourself that you didn't know before we were doing this? Okay, so now that you asked that, I feel like it's twofold for me. Okay. One, I'm super comfortable doing this, mm-hmm. which was unexpected. I'm just like 
super comfortable. I'm not nervous. I'm not. And I didn't expect that. Two, um, it has been pointed out that I have a tendency to talk over people. (laughs) And I have noticed that possibly on a couple playback episodes. Possibly. Possibly. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. And you? Um, what I learned about myself, I guess, is that um, I want to do everything all at once, and I can't. Like, I've had so many ideas for this podcast to do, and we run out of time because we don't want to have a three-hour podcast or even an hour-and-a-half podcast. And I want to do so many things, but I have to figure out what, like, I have to, I have to measure what's what's most important. Even with, like, album anniversaries. Like, I can't do another episode with 15 album anniversaries, because I got to figure out what's actually, what actually matters, because sometimes the segment goes too long. And, like, that's what I'm figuring out about myself, is that sometimes... In regards to like regular life, that's fine when you're in a conversation with somebody because you're just spitballing and having fun. But on a podcast, you, some it, you, I, I have to I've had to figure out how to be short and concise, even though I just rambled on that answer. So I think then that goes into something that you noticed about your spouse slash co-host, as you put it, as though we didn't know those were the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads into my answer for that question, but you answer first. Um, what I learned about you is, first of all, you're, you're a natural at this. Thank you're an you. absolute natural. There's no doubt. Like you are like your father. When when I do the countdown and point to you, it you're on. You are on. There's no question. You could have a migraine. You could be eight days into a migraine, and you are completely on when the when when it's go time. You're very much like your father that way. I learned that. Um, and the other thing I learned about you is your abil- ability to be organized in a uh, professional environment, which is something I don't see because I don't work with you, um, is fantastic. And any business that you work at w- should be extremely excited to have you because your organizational skills are crazy. Like this podcast would be all over the place if if not for your organizational skills. And that, and I see that on a regular basis with our life, but seeing it in a more professional environment and a more working environment, it it's pretty cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's very nice. I don't want to answer the question now, you jerk. <laughs> um, you're very passionate about the podcast, and sometimes your passion about things can be very all-encompassing and overwhelming yeah um and i have to i have to pull you back from the quicksand yeah you got to wrangle me in i yeah i definitely have learned that i have to wrangle you in you have never once looked at me and given me a wrap-up signal (laughs) i have to give you a wrap-up signal every episode (laughs) on something (laughs) um And yes, you do want to do everything. And we've gotten in many arguments because you sometimes feel like I am 
not committed to this because I'm telling you no on something. Yeah. But it's me being like, we're not there yet. You are 20 steps ahead because you're so excited, but we're not there yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's your passion for art and creating that you have for music that you have for everything in your life that I've talked about before that I don't really have that much my brain is more like organized it's more nope this time allotment is over so you're gonna need to wrap it up because I'm gonna (laughs) cut in in a second and I'm gonna wrap you up like this is over now so like but I think that also the your positive and negatives, my positive and negatives are what makes us work well together on the podcast. Yeah. Because you do push me to take more maybe chances or do more things that I might not want to do. And then I pull you back to be like, all right, you've got to stay in this lane a little bit because we're not ready to be over there yet. Yeah. So. Um, so what's something you'd like to change about yourself um, well, I have been trying to not talk over you <laughs> and like pause, um, to give you more space, but sometimes I feel like you're rambling and I'm in a, <laughs> um, angel devil battle with my brain over here. And then sometimes you yell at me after and you're like, you didn't say anything. And I'm like, oh, I can't freaking win. I can't freaking win over here. So I'm trying to figure that out. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd like to try to be more helpful to you in ways that you want to like expand and do more. But I don't really know how to contribute. I don't really have... I guess ideas or I don't know like for me like you talk about like when I'm on I'm on like I'm like I'm good when I'm on the mic when you give me stuff to organize and ideas yeah but when it comes to like what should we do next to get ourselves out there like that's not really my area that's more your area so I don't know how to help you more in that area I would like to but I'm more like on-air talent and organizing the production <laughs> of it all as opposed to the marketing and advertisement of it all. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and or uh, like art director. You're more the producer. Yeah. I'm, I'm more the art director. Yeah. Like, with like the recent uh, like vinyl posts and stuff yeah, I've been exactly. doing of like having a post every single – trying to have something every single right. day. What about you? Um. <clears throat> First of all, I wish I could say um way less, but I can't. I've tried. It, I'm 100 episodes in. I'm just going to be saying um for the rest of my life on a podcast. What if I got like a really long cattle prod Ugh. and then I could just zap you? <laughs> yeah. I. You notice that. I don't really notice you do that. but I, I notice it when we listen. It drives me insane. But that, it, but that's just uh, that's just a thing. Like, here, some people don't like hearing themselves on the microphone. Yeah, hearing a playback recording of themselves. I don't have a problem with that. I've been hearing myself playback. For, I for shockingly, years. the first time I heard myself, I was like, "That sounds amazing." <laughs> I just did not see that coming. Uh, for myself, I, I, I would like the one thing I'd like to change probably is uh, I, I, I would like to have more patience and not rush because I. 
Like I want to, like I have so many, as I said earlier, I have so many ideas for this podcast and I'd like to be more in the moment of like, this is where we're at and have the stuff on the back burner for when we get to places, but like just try to stay more at, okay, this is where we are. So let's be here. What can we do here? Not, not so much of like, Ooh, when we get there, we can do that. So I guess mine would be more just to stay here where we're at in this moment and grow with it. I know um, that hamster on your wheel is oh, exhausted. Insane. He he may be like flatlining soon. No. No. The cardio, he's not even sweating. She's he's not- used to it. <laughs> he's got great cardio. He's got really good He's cardio. got Bianca Belair ca- uh, uh, cardio oh, up there. Oh, gosh. Of course, he'd get wrestling in. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Um. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So we'll work on that for our next 100 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Look out, everybody. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Speaking of good times, everybody's, fa- everybody's favorite segment. And uh, favorite. Album anniversaries. What? Woo-hoo! 15 albums coming at you. 17 albums this week. No, uh, just a handful of albums. Not a big deal, right? All right. All right. Um, I talk about Demon Hunter a lot on this podcast. And no. Jess, and Jess was like, oh my gosh, it's, I feel like there's a Demon Hunter album every week. There's not every week. But uh, five years ago, they released a double album. <laughs> that Dead Air was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was their uh, ninth and tenth album called War and Peace. Uh, fantastic double album. It's good rock. Like, they started off as a band that was, like, very heavy and, and screaming a lot. And, and also, you know, they would sing on their courses. But um, these two albums are more just straight-up hard rock. Um, and it's good stuff. It's metal influenced hard rock, basically. Um, so if you don't like screaming, I think you would still like these albums. They're very good. Um, I, I enjoy them, but I, I listened to them on Friday again and I was just like, man, I need to listen to these albums more. They're just good, good rock music, man. Feel good music. Um, Weezer's the black album. I, I cannot believe that five years ago was their can't knock the hustle song that was all over the place yeah. before the pandemic that's been five years that's that's crazy i mean like that's right before we met that that song was on the radio and wow making the rounds uh but that's a great album um let's see metallica's master of puppets from 1986 is turning 38 years old this week um and and there's not a song on there that's less than five minutes it's eight songs of just straight up old school metal with long guitar solos and Ah, it's brilliant. I love 80s metal that's that good. I mean, Metallica at this point, like a lot of people for Metallica, they died after Master of Puppets because they changed to the Black Album and they and they Very evolved, different sound. They yeah. evolved their sound. But Master of Puppets is just an absolute, um, it's, it is an absolute, um, how would I, how would I word this, um, it's a journey of metal in the eighties and what it's supposed to sound like, what metal was supposed to be at that time. Um, it's, it's a, it's a blueprint for that kind of metal. It's fantastic. I like it. Um, <laughs> 30 years old is, uh, I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill me from Beck? Which is insane to me that that's 30 years old. I saw Beck in concert at Pine Knob back in the day. Yeah. 
That's great. I've never seen Beck live. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've listened to his stuff on the radio, but yeah. I've never seen him live. I would see him live. I think he's a good musician and songwriter. But Mellow, remember. Mellow Gold is that album, but it's thirty years old now, from nineteen ninety four. I can't remember who he was with, but yeah. I think he's a talented guy. He did he did the cover of Neil Young's "Old Man," brilliant, absolutely yeah, I brilliant. You talking about how you really like that? Oh my gosh, one of the coolest things he's done in the last few years for sure. Um, a a band that uh, probably nobody listened to this podcast outside of Ricky knows, uh, but the lead screamer was the drummer in my band in high school. His name is Andy. He's got a, a food truck in What's Nashville. Say, is this the hamburger guy? Yep, he's got a food truck. Um in nashville uh making burgers um but the name of the band is a plea for purging and it's their second album depravity uh fantastic album great uh straight up like hardcore metal music lots of screaming um but shout out to my buddy andy because i mean he was great album anniversary he made i mean yeah andy was so good man he was such a good front man but he was a good friend when i was in high school um and he played drums with my bands and stuff and uh man we had a good time so it's it was good to see him uh be successful in that field and it's great to see him be successful with his uh burger truck in in nashville uh, yep. i think it's pretty cool so shout cool. out to him plea for purging depravity uh last two uh tyson Matzenbacher, which we've talked about before his yes. first album letter of lost loves is eight years old now um a lot of songs on this album were made in in memory of his mother uh, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, but man, he's just a good singer-songwriter. If you like singer-songwriter music, that's that's the album for you, man. Listen to it. It's good stuff. Good positive messages in it. And my final one is actually only one year old, but it's Morgan Wallen's One Thing at a Time. came out last year. It didn't make it on either one of our lists for anything, I don't think, as far no. as like our year-end awards. But I can't stop listening to it the and last two months. That's his newest one. That's his newest which one, which you didn't give much care to last year. No, because I discovered him last year, in which he had one album that had twelve songs on it, and then a double album with fifteen songs each on it, and then this album with thirty songs on it. And I just didn't make it to it. Mm. I just didn't. But I can't stop listening to one thing at a time this year. I it is one of one of some of his best songs are on there. It's not a. Um, it's not a heavy, upbeat album, um, but it's so good. I can't, I can't stop listening to it. I wake up with like songs off of this that are in my head. Just uh, the '98 Braves, um, "You Proof." Um, let's see, "Me and All Your Reasons." Tennessee fan, Tennessee fan is a great song because he talks about um, going to see Tennessee play the Tide. Uh, and uh, bringing home a, a, a Alabama fan with him, and ever since that night, she's been a Tennessee fan, basically converting a a, a girl over to being with him on that. Uh, last night was a big song on there, and then he wrote a song for his mom. I thought you should know, and it is one of the coolest things. It's literally a letter to his mom about him being out on the road, and he's like, and in the chorus, he's like, "Can you believe I'm on the radio?" Like it's like he's a kid, yeah. Writing to his mom, just telling his mom, like, like, is his mom alive? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. But it's just one of those things of like he wrote a letter to his mom and put it in a song, and it is He's one of the coolest one songs. He's got one song where the line is that the white trash one. Uh, no, that but that, that song's on here album? too. No, that's on this oh, album too. There's a line where his talking about his ex girlfriend and hope that's true. Hope that's true. And there's a line where it's like we got high one night and you called me white trash. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's rough. Like, <laughs> yeah. No wonder they didn't last. Yep. You can say a lot of things when you're. <laughs> inebriated but you don't call your significant other white trash yeah no um but yeah i i really like um probably the song i like the most is thought you should know okay it, it just the songwriting is so good like i said it's a letter to his mom and um it's just it's just a sweet song like it's a night you can tell he's a mama's boy yeah. but it's really cool because especially when you hear the line in the song of like can you believe i'm on the radio i just thought you should know like man Great, great song. But I, yeah. I do have one music thing. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Amigo the Devil. Yeah. His newest album, Yours Until the War is Over, came out on Friday, and it is fantastic. So he's touring with Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls, who I have no idea who that is. And there's like four other people on the tour. The show starts at like 530 at the Fillmore. I don't know any of these other people. And I'm going back and forth on getting a ticket just because I want to see Amigo the Devil. Is Amigo the Devil the headliner? No. Oh, he's an opener. He's the second build after Frank Turner. Okay, so there'll be openers and then probably he's the last opener. Yeah. I mean, hey. And I'm going back and forth because this is the third time he's here, and I couldn't go the first two times either one. So and I'm very upset. And anyway, so this album is amazing, especially um, the Mechanica shout out. Garden of Leaving is a beautiful song that actually made me tear up. The whole album is great. It's um, He's Murder Folk, which I've talked about before, a genre that I never really knew existed is fantastic my brother initially turned me on to this artist this whole album is great i highly recommend it listen to it it is fantastic um i will say in regards to going to see a band and not knowing the headliner uh i went one time to see the chariot open they were the last opening band before the headliner i don't even remember who the headliner was because as soon as the chariot was over i left me and all my friends were like, there's no way the headliner that we don't even know is going to top what we just saw from the chariot. So we went, we paid our, you know, we paid yeah. our money, you know, the headliner still got, you know, paid or whatever, but we were just like, all right, we're out. So, so I've I done that know. before. It's totally worth doing there's if you like the band. There's five bands that are playing. So there's three openers, then Amigo the Devil, then this other guy. So... I, I don't know. Like, I'm interested in listening. The other guy's got an album that comes out. They're dropping singles now, and it comes out right before. So I want to listen to some of his stuff. Um, but I love Amigo the Devil, and I'm so bummed that I was, like, the first one we didn't go to because it was on a Monday in Kalamazoo, which is almost two hours away, and just the way the timing worked, we weren't able to go. Then he came in October, and he was here the day we were driving home from Tennessee. Yep. And we didn't get to go. And then now it's this. And I'm like, ugh. And the other thing is, like, think about this. Like, we went and saw Darius Rucker last year, and his opener was Drew Holcomb. Yeah. And we both love Drew Holcomb. Yeah. So you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, like, you might sure. see somebody live open up for somebody, and you're like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Like, And it's $99 for 
the tickets. I mean, think about uh, when Which we Which I would pay to see Amigo the Devil by himself. Think, think about when we saw Dirk Spentley last year. You you weren't very versed in Jordan Davis as much as I was. I was versed by osmosis. But not as much as me, yeah. but you very much enjoyed J- Jordan Davis. So you never know what you're going to get now when I'm you go. Now I'm paying bucket list price for Jordan Davis for you. Yeah. I mean, we when we went to see Zayo, Zayo wasn't the headliner. The headliner was Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour was okay. I mean, like I I didn't hate them or anything as like a metal fan. I think I, we left early. No, we stayed oh. we stayed for the whole show. That was a whole. But we went to see Zayo. Calamity. I had, I had not seen Zayo in thirteen years, so I had to go. And I, man, I want to go again. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Well, I'm sure Ricky will be more than happy to attend that show with you. Woo, Ricky, attend that show with him. Wow, Ricky's been given a direct order. I hope yeah, he's listening. Yeah, Ricky, that's a direct order. <laughs> so that's the album anniversaries this week. Yes, and Amigo the Devil. Yes. The album is really good. Garden of Leaving is just a really beautiful song. Um, that hit me. So Stephen hasn't listened to any of it yet, but I had sent him two songs. So Yeah, I didn't get a chance to listen on Friday because yeah. I was listening to some of these album anniversaries so I could talk about them. But, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, so do we have anything else? I don't know where we're at on time because I forgot to start my... Oh, we're, we're, we're plenty of time. Okay. So um, another segment that's a newer segment that I believe is turning into a fan favorite, Mount Rushmore. Yes. Oh, I forgot. Okay, perfect. Yep, I forgot about Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. I thought we were on to something else. I'm going to let you go like... first. Okay. So, so we're... So... Okay, first of all, if any. Am I talking over you? Did I just do it? No. Nope. Did I cut you off? Nope. Abort. It's over. We're done. <laughs> Hundreds it. We're over. Um, if anyone knows me, I don't like picking favorites of things. I don't like answering questions on the spot. Uh, what's your favorite color? What are colors? I don't even know what we're doing here. <laughs> so this is not for me. But he wanted to do Mount Rushmore of our favorite movies overall from the whole world for our 100th episode, which is a big thing. Yes. So my first two were easy peasy. My other two I had to give some thought to, like what movies moved me? What movies do I go back to? I could have picked your first two. I knew what they were. Put your hand down. Okay, this is not third grade. Okay, (laughs) get out of here. So my Mount Rushmore movies... Drum roll, please. This this doesn't matter about genre. This is your personal favorites. Yes, yeah? yes. So yep. my number one movie, obviously, I'm an 80s girl, and I've had the time of my life, <laughs> Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Best movie ever made in the history of the world, starring Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey, about a young girl coming of age in the Catskill Mountains in the early 60s. <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> Falling in love with Johnny Castle. <laughs> Dealt with a lot of issues, you know, young love, war, abortion, <laughs> no comment there. Nonetheless, <laughs> there was a lot of things, a lot of things happening. Yep, a lot of things happening. Um, a little dancing. Yes, getting dirty a, dancing, if you will. Getting a little sweaty. It was amazing. It was the best movie. I could quote it from start to finish for you right now if you wanted, but the podcast does have a time allotment, and I've never been cut off yet, and I don't intend to start right now. (laughs) So it is the best movie ever. I love it. My aunt, I used to watch it with my aunt all the time when I was a kid, when we, my dad used to be the parking attendant for um, recess 
for us, like a recess chaperone at grade school. He used to do the lift for all of us when we were little kids. Like, yep. it was just, it was the best movie. I know I've said it on the podcast before. Johnny Castle had a yellow license plate on his car, and I wrote down the license plate and put it in my Barbie bag on a yellow piece of paper in case I saw him anywhere. I wanted to make sure that I, like, knew it was him, and I, like, kept a lookout for him, like, when I was little. <laughs> I had a Patrick Swayze poster on the back of my door. It was a white poster, and it was, like, the scene when they're doing the, like, hey, Sylvia, yes, Mickey scene. So he's, like, on his knees, and I used to kiss it before I went to bed at night, and I put lipstick on, so I had lipstick kisses all over it. Oh, my god! Yeah, so Dirty Dancing was the number wow. one movie in my life. Wow. Yep, that is something. And now for a little something different, number two, Ghostbusters. Did it also have lipstick uh, I was not kissing Bill Murray. No. Oh, oh okay. okay. No, no, no. Ghostbusters is an excellent movie. Yes. I love one and two, but for sake of the list, it's Ghostbusters one that's on here. Um, it's amazing. It holds up today. Practical effects are better than CGI for always and ever. I yep. don't care what anybody says. Yep. I the agree. effects hold up. The story is amazing. It was back in the day where, like, things just were. Like, there's a little cursing here and there, but it's still like, who's it for? Is it for adults? Is it for kids? It's for everybody. Ray's smoking a cigarette, but nobody really cares. Yep. And kids are still playing with the action figures. It was back in a day when things weren't gone to shit yet, and things were like still great with movies. It's gritty New York, yeah. but it's still made for kids and families alike. And there's a giant Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man that explodes like a roasted marshmallow over the city. What could be freaking better? When someone asks you if you're a god, you, you say yes! <laughs> Ghostbusters is the best movie. <laughs> the best movie ever. So, yes. But you just said that about Dirty Dancing. So which one? Ghost- is- yeah, they're in all in Mount Rushmore. It's all there. <laughs> I love it. They're two very different movies. Yes, yes. Number three. So number three is a movie that maybe not everyone knows, but I love it. It's very slow burn. It's like one of those um, slowly coming to life movies where people come out of the small sheltered world they live in and they come to life. I love movies like that. This movie is called Stranger Than Fiction, starring Will Ferrell and Maggie Maggie Gyllenhaal and Emma Thompson. I love this movie. I love the plot because it's different. It's about a man who starts hearing a voice and it's like his life starts being narrated by an author who's writing a book. All of a sudden they become intertwined and she's writing a book that happens to be his life and everything she's writing is what's happening to him. Yeah. And it starts giving him a perspective of how he comes out of his like day to day boring suit and tie job and how he starts to like live a life and Will Ferrell in more of a serious role showing like acting ability. And I just, I love this movie so much because I love that slow burn of taking your life back and seeing the world differently. Yeah. I love that movie very much. There's, there's small parts about that movie that I remember him brushing his teeth. Yep. Which is really funny. And her narrating as he's brought, and he's like, who's saying that? What's going on? <laughs> and then he's doing it again. And then yeah. she's talking again. Yeah. And I love the scene of him playing the guitar. And it's just Maggie Gyllenhaal's role is great. And I just, I love him giving her the flowers when yeah. it's flower. Like, I just love everything about it. 
Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. And last but not least, I used to be a big romantic comedy fan. I am not anymore. They're all very cheesy. A lot of them that I used to love do not hold up anymore. You guys have heard me vent about... Um, you've got mail. You've got mail. Things like that. But there is one that I still go back to that I still love that I'll still watch when I'm sick and eating soup and it still warms my heart and that's Runaway Bride. I love Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts and Richard Gere and that still gives me a warm feeling and I still love that movie and so that is rounding out. I like a variety. I've got, and I like the variety I have in my Mount Rushmore and I yeah. think I have a little bit of everything. Okay. Yeah, so that is my Mount Rushmore. Cool. And you, good sir. Oh, um... People that know me know that it goes without saying that The Big Lebowski is the greatest movie of all time. Yes, I'm looking at two posters from my perch on the couch here, so yes. There, it, there is no better movie that's ever been made than The Big Lebowski. Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, John Turturro, Steve Buscemi. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. I can, I can quote it front to back. Um, I, I would have to... Uh, not be able to do that on this podcast because there's a lot of language we don't use. Um, but it is, uh, it's amazing. I've seen it so many times. Uh, I had a, 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 I might've said this before previously on the podcast, but I used to work midnights um, at a blood lab and there was a guy that worked there that had the ability to uh, uh, rip the audio from a, from a movie and just make it audio files, MP3. And I had him do it for three movies. I had him do it for the big Lebowski half baked and, uh, Ace Ventura, and the only one that I still have is The Big Lebowski. Like, I never lost The Big Lebowski. I have that on audio, and sometimes I just put it on when I need to, like, laugh or whatever. I just put it on sometimes because I just love that movie. It's fantastic. Um, Yeah, I don't know how many times I've watched it. <laughs> really, I don't. I have no he idea. He quotes it all the time. No matter what I say, and he he will respond to me with a Big Lebowski quote. And I have a motto in life, and that is that everything returns to the Big Lebowski. Exactly. Everything does. Every situation that you are in in life, I guarantee you, I could quote you something from the Big Lebowski, and it would apply. He does it to me all the time. Yes. Um, uh, second movie on my list uh, is the first uh, comedy that I remember discovering myself. Not through my parents, not a movie that my parents watched when I was like a little kid, but like a movie when I was in my teens that came out that uh, just immediately like I attached to and loved. And it's another movie that I can quote on end. And that is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I think Jim Carrey, there's no person that could have played this role other than him. Anybody else in this role, this movie would not be as good as it is. He is amazing. Courtney Cox plays off of him so well in this movie. Um, there's just, it is lightning in a bottle. His first movie was an absolute success because of how good of a, a comedic actor he is. He's physical. He does the Chris Farley thing where he's very physical in his motions and stuff. Um, I, I just, I love the movie front to back. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It is hilarious. We just watched it recently too. I would say yeah. within the last 
few months we watched it. We were doing something down here, putting up, hanging mm-hmm. more stuff up here uh, in, in the in the man cave. And I was just like, uh, we'll just put it on. You're not usually one to like put on old. I'm more of a, do you want to watch a movie? Yeah, let's put on Ghostbusters. Let's put on Back to the Future. Let's put on Ace Ventura. You're not one to really do that. So when I can get you to do that. Yeah. I mean, it. The, that's the, my style. Yeah, and that's that's the type of movie for me that I'll be like, oh yeah, I could watch Ace Ventura. Yeah. And we I, put that on while yeah. we were doing it. Yeah. Yep. Um, the third movie in my list is the greatest sequel of all time. There will never be a better sequel. You talk about practical effects, models for things. Uh, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. It is dark. It's gritty. Um, it's got comedy. It's got action. Um, Empire. Empire wait, Strikes Back. Episode five. Yes. So that's not one of the original three. Yes, but it's episode five. Oh, that's okay. So that's the second one. Yes. Oh, it's so confusing with the the logistics. It's the original trilogy. Okay, the prequel the sec- trilogy is one through three. Okay, the sequel but, trilogy so is seven second. through nine. Okay, that's what I thought. But then you said five, yes. and it threw me. Okay, apologies. Yes. Please continue. Um, Empire Strikes Back is the greatest sequel of all time. It has it has romance. It has action. It has comedy. It has heartbreak. Um, it has everything. It has surprises that you don't expect coming if you've never seen it before. There, there's. Uh, things revealed in the third act that you just would never believe. Um, it's it, it's one of the most uh, misquoted lines in in cinema history. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, people going, "Luke, I am your father," which is actually not the way he says it. He says, "No." He says, "No, I am your father." There's no Luke in there. Um. But it's it's amazing. I love it. Practical effects. Um. You get the introduction of Yoda. Yoda is uh, is one of the coolest characters in cinema history to me. He says sentences backwards. I remember in uh, the eighth grade, my eighth grade English teacher, she had a laser disc. And um, for a project, she had us watching Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi because of Yoda and his backward sentences. And she used it to teach a lesson on how to structure sentences and how not to structure sentences oh, and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. It was fantastic. And we got to go to the library cause she had like three laser discs. What a cool and, way to get you guys to actually like pay attention and learn. Yep. And I, I raised my hand and I said, um, so you want us to write all these backward sentences down, right? She goes, yeah. I said, I mean, do I have to wait until he says it or can I just go ahead and start writing them? Because I already knew them all. Nerd alert. I was like, <laughs> I had the, the VHS at oh, home, yeah. the, the trilogy, and I watched it so many times that like the VHS was starting to get like thin in places and it went... My Dirty Dancing did that. Yeah. I lost one. So, um, so yeah, Empire Strikes Back, there will never, ever, ever be a better sequel. It just will not happen. Every sequel that I see, I put it up against Empire Strikes Back and I go, nope. And the reason why... It's because Empire Strikes Back is better than Star Wars that came before it. That's why it's the greatest sequel of all time, because it's actually better than the one that came before it. Um, cool. And that's that's what's hard to do when you make a sequel. Oh, for sure. That's why I like Ghostbusters 2, because I think Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2 is right up there with Ghostbusters 1. Agreed. 100%. Agreed. Like, I think it's it's right up there. Yes. It's neck and neck. They It is as good as that first movie. Yes. They are neck and neck. Yes. Um, the fourth movie in my Mount Rushmore is, uh, once again, you say practical effects. Uh, in my opinion, it's the greatest superhero movie of all time. 
There will never be a better superhero movie. You're a superhero movie, so what is this? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Oh, really? Live action. That's your greatest superhero movie. There there will never be a better superhero movie than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can respect that, yeah. There is not a single second of CGI in it. It's all practical. It's all, all the martial arts are legit. It's all choreographed. Didn't we just watch that too recently? We watched we watched that like a year ago. Yeah. All the the uh the turtle outfits look legit oh, and real. Yeah. Um it holds up. Yeah. Because you have four brothers, one that gets mad and leaves, oh, yeah. and that's legit. And then you have the fact that yeah, they're not on good terms, but those three are gonna come out and they're gonna kick some ass oh, yeah. to protect him. You have a father that's very protective of them and will not will not betray them at all. Um like and you have you have a villain that's just straight evil. Yeah. And then you also have a villain that works for the main villain that's taking kids yeah. and using kids yeah. and brainwashing kids. It's such a good movie. It is a good movie. And there, like I said, no CGI. It's done the right way. Um, you need a poster of that down here. I do. I've I've got a couple in my Amazon cart, and I've just where we're gonna put that. I've just never never just got it. But yeah, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can quote that movie all the way to the end. That's that's the reason why these four movies are on my list is because these are movies that I could quote in my sleep. Yeah, and I've got the VHS over there with my action figurines and that VHS, if we had a VCR, I'd be scared to put it in because there's parts where it goes. And, and cause I watched it so many times. Um, but yeah, those are my four, but I don't care. I don't care what Marvel has made or will make their, their superhero movies will always take a backseat in my opinion to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, even DC, uh, whoever makes superhero movies, they will not, stand to that they just can't that movie cool. outdid everybody cool so that's my mount rushmore very cool all right what else we got so we have a uh little game here that we got that we thought might be a good end to this new um not this new to our hundredth episode so it was something that we thought we might pop in here and there um we got this game. It's and I guess it's not really called a game, but it is called Table Topics. It's like a questions to start like a conversation, which obviously we don't need. <laughs> we don't really need that, but we thought it'd be cool to just ask each other kind of like some random questions. Yes. Um. So that's kind of how we were going to end our end our episode here and maybe pop in some questions here or there to get a conversation started on just some random things or random questions about each other to start. You never know where conversations are going to go here or there. So we thought we'd end this hundredth episode, maybe delving into something different. Maybe it's a random question. We don't know what we're going to pick out of this deck. We've never done it before. So live here on the air, just like our champagne pop, we'll see if this is a dud or not. So (laughs) you first. Okay. Are, would you say you are mentally or physically stronger? I'm sorry, tougher. Mentally or physically tougher? Um, I'd say mentally. Yeah? Yeah. Being in Michigan the last 20 years, uh, mentally, I I flat refuse to let somebody run me over. 
Yeah. I don't care what their status is. I, it could be the president of the United States standing right across from me, eye to eyeball. Well, he has no power to do anything anyway. So, it, the, like, literally, I don't. I don't care who yeah. they are. I. I don't fear people. I don't have any of that. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to be pushed around. So yeah. mentally, like, that's where I'm at. You, yeah. You'd have to work really hard to break me. Yeah. Physically. I mean, a couple of years ago, when I was in the gym six days a week, I was a lot better than what I am now. So I'm yeah. working on that. But mentally, I, I no. What about yeah. you? I'd be with you mentally, which is funny because we just had a conversation about this this morning, which yeah. is totally unrelated to having picked this card. But definitely mentally. Now, I'm no weak thing, people. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, But definitely mentally, 100%, I think. Um, That's just for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my turn? Yeah, what do you got for me? If you could peer, appear on any game show, what would you Family choose? Family Feud. Really? Family Feud, 100%. With Steve Harvey? Who, who would be your host? I mean, I guess. Isn't he doing it? Yeah, he's doing it I now. don't yeah. much care for him, but <laughs> Family I guess. Feud, I'm huh? not kissing or hugging anybody. <laughs> so any host that comes at me is going to get the left because he ain't right. That's funny. Yeah. But Family Feud, hands down, hundred percent. Always wanted to be on Family Feud. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Price is Right. Oh, Bob okay. Barker. I want right. to play Planko. I want right. to play Planko so All bad. Right. All right. That's the. I would watch the whole show and be mad if I didn't see Planko. Okay. I was like, come on, man. Okay. All right. Yep. Have you ever bought anything from? A TV infomercial. I mean, we could even say like an internet infomercial. We could expand it. Any kind of infomercial type situation, Stephen? I've bought plenty of things. They never work out. Anything in particular that is sitting in a garage, maybe, that you bought for any kind of reason? Mm. Don't you lie. It's a podcast. Uh, Yeah. I've got, I've, I've, I bought plenty of things in my life uh, like that that were awful and didn't work out and should never have been bought. Yes. Did you buy maybe a wood splitter that you is thought that on, is that you were going to split wood with that turned out to be the size of like a Nalgene water bottle that you couldn't put any piece of wood in at all? Is this on your card? That is still sitting in our garage unable to be returned? First of all, my cards aren't that big to have a question well, of that size. I just thought, for example, it's just an example. Just an example. I, I'm, I, I mean, I don't know how you have that kind of... My questions are not that long. Small print. Jeez. Uh... I mean, on the so, spot, I guess it's it's bigger than a Nalgene bottle. Don't be don't it's be rude. The size of a Nalgene bottle. Oh my gosh! Put logs in there to split. Uh, Anywho, stop it. What do you got for me? Um, what do you think is the ideal age? Forty. Interesting. No, no I don't. Um, honestly, the ideal age. Let's see. For me. What do I think like the best age was? I think the best age was 30. Why? 30 was my best year. I think 30 was like I know who I am at 30. When I turned 30, I was like I might not have all the answers for everything I want to do in life. Know everywhere I'm going to go or do. But I had enough life under my belt to know who I was I had enough enough life experience I did enough things I saw enough places to where I knew who I was as a person and all the rest 
would figure itself out or I would figure it out because I knew who I was. I think it takes time to get there. I think you need the years to figure it out, the party years, the experimenting years, the dating years, the different relationships, the making mistakes, the failing, the all of that. And I think when I was about 30 is when I was like, I know who I am. Will I still make mistakes? Yes. Do I know what I want to do for the rest of my life? Maybe not. But do I know who I am as a person? Yes. And moving forward, I will figure all of the rest out. How about you? Um, that was for me anyway. For me, it's such a hard question to answer, which is why I chose it. Uh, for me, for my personal life, when my dad passed at 33, I thought I knew what life was. I thought everything was, I had everything together. Uh, I was very wrong. <laughs> very wrong. For me, it was 40. Okay. 40 was the ideal. Like, I never felt better in my entire life than I felt when I turned 40, which, inconveniently enough for society and life, that was 2020. I turned 40. I know that for society, it was an absolutely horrific year for the entire world. For me, it was one of the best years of my life. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, it's a hard... that. And, and, and I knew... You talk about knowing who you are. Like, I knew exactly who I was at 40. My 20s were spent, you know, my first 10 years in Michigan, living away from home, doing whatever I wanted to and having a blast and going to concerts and staying out late and working midnights and whatever it was. And those are those years. My 30s, I was married for most of those and... And my dad passed here in those times. So it, it was it was a figuring out who I am through my 30s. Because my 20s, I didn't spend time figuring out who I was. In my 20s, I spent time partying and having fun. Yeah. But my 30s, I spent time figuring out who I was. And when I made it to 40, I was like, I know who I am. I know exactly who I am. Uh, so, yeah. So for me, I, for oh. me, I would say 40, which I is crazy. I had you before and after. Yeah. You came to me not knowing who you were. I guess I fixed you, and then I knew who I was when I kidding. got to you. I'm kidding. But forty was the is the ideal for me. I've got one. We've, we're almost out of time, but I've got one more. If that's cool, unless you've got one you really want to ask. Um, no, go ahead. What's the okay? Yeah, go ahead. What's the secret to staying young? <sighs> well, first of all, I think number one. You have to surround yourself uh, with people that also want to have that mindset. That's a big key is who do you surround yourself with? Who do you spend your time with? I would agree with that. Do you spend your time with people that are that are downers all the time and negative all the time? Because I got news for you. That's going to take years off your life. Yep. You need to surround yourself with people that are... that. I don't want to say that they're like fake happy all the time, positive, uplifting, that sort of stuff. But you want to spend your time with people that want to have fun and enjoy life. Yep. Um, and I think uh, part of one of my questions was, is uh, do you live in the present, past, or future? And I think that goes with this, and that is that you got to live in the present. Yeah. you got to live now. You can't stay... Um, you can't stay looking back on the past yep. and going, oh, man, it was cool back then. Uh, like I wish, I wish I was still 25 is if you spend time thinking like that, then yeah, you're, you're going to yeah. feel old. 
But if you spend time in the now of of like I just said, like I'm I'm 43, going to turn 44 this year. I know exactly who I am. Yeah. I know exactly where I'm at and what type of person I am. And I love life. Like, and that's yeah. that's what I think is the as long as you love your life and love what you do, I think you'll you'll feel young. I think to do both questions, I think you have to learn from the past, live in the present, and just look to the future, you know? Yeah. But I think, honestly, the key to staying young is to not take things so seriously. Yeah. And to laugh a lot. Because no matter what, life is going to happen. Yes. Time is going to move. No matter what happens to you. No matter if the worst thing happens to you, life will not stand still for it and life will not stop for it. Nope. So you have to find a way to handle things and move forward. You can't. And there are some terrible things that happen. So obviously that is not what I'm referring to. But there is a lot of things that happen that are not as a big deal as we think they are. There are a lot of things that happen that people take way too seriously and you have to just not take things too seriously and you have to be, you have to laugh. You have to be around people that make you laugh and you have to keep things lighthearted because there is so much terrible out there that if you take all of that and just bring all of that home with you all the time and have nothing but that, you'll never, you're never going to make it. And it doesn't mean that you ignore it all and you don't act like it's there, but you can't just carry it all the time. I I think that uh, I think that life is a bullet train. It's always going forward. There's no slowing down. No. And if you spend time trying to look back, you're going to end up in the tail car, and you're you're still not going to see what you what you've already passed. No. You're not going to see it anymore. It's, so you're way and you're missing you're missing what's right in front of you the whole time. Yeah. And I think part of staying young is being in the present, like yep. being aware of what's going on and just taking each day and, and what can you enjoy about today? Yeah. Yesterday happened. That's cool. Tomorrow hasn't happened yet. And you don't know, nothing's guaranteed on tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, the yep. sun's going to come up tomorrow, but you don't know what life's going to throw at you. Yep. But what did life throw at you today? Well, today it gave me a mimosa on a hundredth episode of this podcast yeah. and it's fantastic. Yeah. So let's it, see. It gave it 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 gave us a a walk with our pup around around the community. Yeah. Let's see what else this day gives us. So yeah. thank you all for listening to our hundredth episode. And where can they find us and find this wonderful artwork and things that we put up? You can find us and our new logo on Facebook, Instagram, WordPress, Tumblr. If we can just say nine one eight at gmail dot com. Like, listen, subscribe, tell your friends, neighbors, coworkers, strangers, all that jazz. Yep. Comment, comment on our artwork, tell Kelly what you think, tell us what you think. Yep. Leave a review. Let us know what what sort of merchandise you'd like to buy our artwork on so that you could then share it with people even more. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to 100 episodes. You have no idea how much that means to us, how grateful we are for that. So thank you. Yes. Cheers to 100 more. Absolutely. I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all. Our testing, testing for the 100th episode. 100! Testing! Testing, testing! Yeah!